Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and today I'm thrilled to be talking about the IFC film American Star. We are joined today by director Gonzalo Lopez Gallego and actor and producer Ian McShane. And Gonzalo, starting with you, um, I love the way that you've kind of taken this idea of, of a genre and a story of a hitman, you know, kind of going out for the last job, but you've really circumvented the expectation of what that looks like on screen because it's so much about his interior world and this kind of day by day slice of life as we're following him that's very intimate and I was just interested in how you worked to really shape it in that direction yeah, for, for me the, to know exactly how I wanted to do it and that means that I'm not going to be afraid of going on the set you know I have to feel really confident about what I'm doing I need to work a lot beforehand and to think a lot about how I want to do it and in every case it's about the story and about the character and I was 100% sure that I wanted to follow this character because it's his story and I, I wanted to know how was the perfect way to approach his point of view and be respectful with that point of view because I wanted to be with him like in a documentary or like in a TV show, I wanted to be with him all the time. So that was the first thing that was somehow shaping the style of the movie. Because when you decide something like that, you know that you're not going to use any kind of camera angle and you're not going to put the camera here or there. You know that you have a reason because you're following him. So you know how he's going to listen and how he's going to look at things. Um, that was the first thing. When I talked to the director of photography, Jose David Montero, about that idea, then he came up with a great idea of doing the whole movie just with one lens, because that was respecting that point of view. So first thing was we were not losing our time deciding, oh, is this a 50, is this a 75? Is it? No, 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 we're just going to go for this one. We thought a lot about which one was the right one. And which one was it? I'm not going to tell you. I know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we just followed that. We broke that rule here and there for specific reasons because we needed to go wider in some moment because of scope and landscape. But in terms of following him and the story, we were just like 95% consistent with that decision. Um, that was a decision that was also shaping the style of the movie. Because when you go just for one lens, in, unconsciously, it it shapes it. It, some, it does something to it. And then it was the island. When you get to the island and you see those incredible landscapes, probably you have the risk of falling on portraying it in a beautiful way because it's a you know, like an incredible place. But I was more interested in the scars of the ground, in the greenness and dirtiness and, you know, like those colors because it's a beautiful island that you can love or you can hate. So we wanted to also portray that in the movie because that was an important confrontation you know like Wilson why is Wilson loving that place and why Ryan is hating it you know he said it reminds me of Blackpool you know <laughs> you know but Wilson understands the island and understands what's happening there um 
So in the end, it became it becomes something really subjective because it's a personal opinion of a director that just follows, uh, I don't know, ideas and a passion, and is and, and you feel like those decisions make sense that you are taking the right decisions by choosing those rules. But it is true that I love to create my own rules. I don't love to not know what I'm going to do. I love to improvise if it needs to be improvised in some situation and if it's necessary. But to do a good improvisation, you have to do your homework, like a lot of homework. So then you're ready to improvise. And that's a, it's a director's rule, but it's an actor's rule as well. Um, so with that in mind, we created this set of rules for our board game. And then when you have that, is when you're able to break your own rules to find the specific situations, to find a specific moment. So if we're gonna, if we're gonna, if we're following Wilson always from his over the shoulder, always with him, and we never do that to another character. It's just his point of view, what he sees and him. Then there's an important scene in the movie when Gloria gets out of the car, and then suddenly you understand that it's the moment of breaking those rules because it's going to be more powerful. But if you break your rules many times in the film, then it loses the, the magic. Um, I don't know. It was a long answer for that question. I hope it helped. <laughs> it was, but I but I genuinely love all of those details and the amount of thought. And and coming over to you, Ian, I mean, you've you've crafted such an amazing performance. And really, when you step back and look at the fact that, you know, we don't even hear you speak a word of dialogue for, I think, seven or eight minutes at the beginning of the film. And so much is the interior subtext of the character to learn about him. Um what are the unique aspects that come in shaping a performance like that where you're in almost every single frame and there's so much of the inside world that's never spoken out loud? Homework's important, as Gonzalez said. I mean, I, you know, I sort of you, you know the guy before you do it. It's also important to me to put on the suit, the shoes. I found the right shoes. I mean, I, I say that I'm not likely. We, you know, I went the most important thing. But it was like when the character that Adam plays says to him, "You know, you're born in that suit." I mean, he's a guy that's he's practiced in his profession. He's a government operative. He goes there to do a job. The intelligence is flawed, but he decides to go against his first rule and stay on the island. And he actually buys it. He buys a shirt so he can, you know. I mean, as a gesture towards, you know, going for lunch with her mom or taking when Gloria says, come and see them. And he knows every time he does something, he's not doing what he should be doing, but he's drawn to the island. He's drawn to the ship. Something about the situation he's in this particular time has made him go against what his natural instincts will always be. But that's human nature. And it's, you know, flawed but important in his case, in this. Yeah. And he meets people that he normally wouldn't meet. I mean, he wouldn't put himself in the position. And he takes advantage of it by actually interacting with them. And you see, and he casts some wonderful actors to work with. And again, we had the chance to work beforehand for a few days. But again, I can't, I can't express a lot enough about the, the finding the suit, finding the right pair of shoes, 
and then you go from there. You don't want to change half the time. I mean, and you you, you feel within it his comfort, uh, and also you have enormous confidence in in Gonzalo, not and not asking him questions every two minutes. In fact, I don't think I ever have to do that unless it's when you're working with another actor. But I trust him. I've worked with. We made a movie. Nine years ago, which was originally called The Man on Carrion Road and was retitled The Hollow Point, which is a Western noir and a very good one, by the way. It just got lost in distribution hell at the time. But with um, with uh, Patrick Wilson, John Leguizamo, and um, Jim Belushi, me. And again, it's a really time. Jose de Bede, who's his regular cinematographer, photographed that. And we did. We had a great time on that together. And I thought he's, you know, love to work with him again. A year later, he came up with this. And here we are sitting nine years later talking about a project that we're both very proud of. We did. It felt like a dream. Actually, it felt like a dream. Now, when I think about flying there yeah. a year and a half ago in spring 2022, went to England for a couple of days just to, you know, sort a couple of things out. Got on a, pl- got on a package tour plane to Puerto Ventura with my producing partner, Michael Elliott. We went out there. They were there. We did a couple of days of camera tests and rehearsals and costume tests and on the beach. And then away we went, filmed for 25 days, very civilized. Went up in the mornings, had breakfast, filmed, sun went down, little dinner, following day. Then we flew home on the package tour. And it's like, did that happen? And we got a film out. And it was like, it's nobody looking over your shoulder. The money was spent well. I know that. It's all up there on the screen. There's nothing, you know, there's no wasted money anywhere. There's no wasted footage anywhere. And it's one of those experiences that, yeah, that, and when you make an independent film with a, a really gifted bunch of people, it's like a it's like a small army, family army of people. You know, you go there and you respect where you film. I think it's mostly you respect where you film too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the situation we were in. Because we filmed in, I mean, people were having holidays in the hotel when we were filming there, you know. It's one of those wonderful hotels, too, whereby it's packaged to a holiday. So when you go walk in, they give you a, you know, they give you a ribbon around your wrist to make sure. But the, the color of which denotes if you can drink till you fall down <laughs> or if you're not allowed coffee or breakfast or whatever. So we go very proudly around going, okay, well, hello. <laughs> but it was just, one of those experiences, and we got a film out. You made sure you had the bar service alcohol. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, you're mentioning the the rehearsal period, and and obviously at that point, I mean, the two of you had been working on this project together for a long time, and once you had that rehearsal before filming with the rest of the cast and the rest of the team, um, what were kind of some of the details that you really wanted to figure out for the film or for all of your characters' relationships? Um, Cutting it, dialogue from yeah. Bruce's point of view. Yeah. Only what was that? I mean, really, yeah. Really going yeah, that, going through your lines and taking things out because yeah. I mean, every every project is different, but in this one particularly, really helpful was to do this table read yeah. at, at the very beginning. Well, so we did. We that. all agree on the card. So no time was wasted on the set when we came to do a scene. Nobody was like. Oh well, but the, no. We just, but it was it was like a proper table read, yeah. like n- not like with the first AD reading. It was like all the actors. We were just commenting on every scene, and that was the final final script. Um, 
then, I mean, we didn't have much more time for rehearsing. And there's one thing that I usually love to do because I don't normally have many days for shooting as well because I'm doing independent movie making and you don't have the luxury of that. But uh, from my very first film, I think uh, I'm trying to do very accurate and exhaustive on uh, camera tests. But for me, it's the first day of shooting, you know, like with, we, I have the chance already to, you know, to, to, to have the characters and have them with the costumes. And we try to go to the places where we're gonna shoot it. So you don't go naked to the first day of shooting. And that's somehow a rehearsal, like a camera rehearsal, you know, like actors trying being a little on, on the character. Remember, you actually walking on the beach yeah, and you yeah. shooting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if sometimes you can even use those things for the film sometimes, you know, like it, it's, it could be useful. Um, yeah, that's it. I was trying to think, for example, like working with Adam uh, the first time we talk and I was about to tell him things about the character and he understood it so good that he said, don't tell me anything. I'm 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 gonna show you a Ryan. You know, I'm gonna be Ryan for you. And then if you don't like it or something, you know, we can try. But I, I'm gonna be there. I mean, I was I was ready to like it. That was that was a beautiful, it was great. No, yeah, no, no. And and Ian, I also wanted to ask you about your scenes with Oscar Coleman, who plays a young kid in the film, because I love how it gives us this window into kind of the inner child of your character that doesn't get to kind of peek out very often. Um, and I've heard you say that you semi-improvised in the scenes with him. And so I was just interested in how you kind of set about making sure that you were getting everything you needed from the scene, but also left space to kind of play with him and to have that inner child yourself. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I say improvising. It was mainly about how many times you could play keepy up with a ball in sand and soccer skills, which, you know, don't translate well as you get older sometimes, but we managed... <laughs> So we had to, what, what was originally written, but we did it, the main point of it was the bet. But also we had to film those scenes, you know, at, at, at times of day, again, getting back to the the uh, the technical quality of the film. He wanted the look of early morning, so yeah, I, a really early morning before the beach has been set up, that first scene when I, Oscar finds me. And then the, the final scene with Oscar, which is the one up on the roof, which is filmed at Magic Hour just before darkness descends. So both in those cases, you have a limited amount of time, but it never seemed limited. We just get out there, did it, and then did the next scene. I mean, but, and it was very easy with it. But I mean, I think once you establish a report, the kids are good. He has this, he has this wonderful, he's deadpan, he's Oscar, isn't he? He has this natural deadpan of, I'm not funny, you're like, mm, yeah. I mean, I think, but he was, that was one of his things. He was like, I love that. The fact that he was like, why don't you? And he had this sort of look behind him. And he had a sort of a melancholy to him as yeah. well, which I found extraordinary in a kid that young and lovely. Yeah. But it was beautiful that he was acting like a kid because yeah. when you see a casting sometimes of kids, they they they've been trained no. and, and they act like adults, you know, and then it, it, it creates something in your brain like oh. but Oscar was just no. being a kid, just playing the role. Yeah. And, and with Nora, which is a, a circumstance which 
Yeah, which no, changed no. because the actress changed, you know, a month before. Was it a month? About a month, a month or yes. A month literally or a couple of weeks before. You know, she had was committed, the original actress, who'd been committed to it all along, was suddenly found, I suppose, happens when nobody's sure about uh, when any independent film can happen at this time. And she, she had broadly committed to something else and couldn't get out of it. Yeah. So... Um, Gonzalo, we talked about it, and he found Nora, and Nora. I think Nora found her. I don't. I don't know. Really? What? Yeah, because I, I was I was in with the casting list. Like, it's one of those things. Emergency, about... emergency situation. You know, like we should in a yeah. couple of weeks, and we go through the list, and then I got a message from the casting director that an agent called her saying that Nora wanted to. You know, and like Mate, so, yeah, he showed him, showed her the script, and he loved it. And he, and I just had a conversation with her, and that's it. That was, it. and she brought to the character some a different quality because she was fifteen years younger than the original lady, Elena, right? Yeah, Elena, and who I never met, but I know we were always thinking. But then, my, and what 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 happened there? If I may be, I'll just take away time for a minute. Is that you know the, there could have been a connection between a romantic connection between me and the and Eleanor, the elder, the oh elder, it's not old, but I mean you know yeah, the we're getting into aging now. But age is important because for somebody of Nora's age, you don't want to feel there's any weirdness between her and Wilson. It's not that kind of attraction. It's something else. It's something recognized, a melancholy, a feeling, uh, something you may have met before, a circumstance. She knows he's not from the island. He's not the typical visitor. Whatever she loves the ship for whatever reason, she introduces him to her mother, and he goes along with it in a way against his best instincts. But at least it gives him some kind of life. Yeah. It brings the life out in him, which I don't think he's had for mm. quite some time. You know, despite what it might lead to in the the end, he's experiencing life, which he hasn't done allow or allowed himself to do for quite some time. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, th I think you touched on such a great point about it's him exploring a life that he hasn't been able to have. And if this is going to be his last job, he's kind of playing around with the idea of what could it look like to actually be able to connect with people, to not have to be invisible and live on the outskirts of the world. And so for both of you, how did you find what you felt like the important things to him would be like finding that human connection, finding his inner child, you know, the playfulness that we get to see in him and kind of who he might yeah. want to be in the future. Yeah, like that was part probably of the script that we wanted to confront him with different elements of his life, like all the characters that are there to remind him of the lost opportunities or the missed life, you know, like Oscar is that grandson that he never had or the inner child, as you said, but then he can see in Ryan what, he used to be that hitman, that person, and he understands what he did to Ryan and what Ryan yeah, what became, he created. What he created, the monster, you know, that monster that himself feels like that. And at, at the end, when he sees them, Ryan killing this other guy, and he sees it like in the screen, you know, it's like a it's like a reflection of his life, like what he used to be and what he used to do, or who he actually. Does. And I also think as a director, you give a lot of characters their full due. I mean, Andres is great. Yeah. Like, you know, he's not just a peripheral character. You see him at times, the drug dealer, the low tie, you know, the, the friend of Gloria's, 
whatever. You, they're, they're given, they have a life. They're not just people that pass through the screen. They have their own character. They have their own thing to bring out and give to Wilson. And the disappointment that happens to him at the end. I, I say, you know, it's good. Yeah. We wanted to confront Wilson with different aspects, specific aspects of his life. And every character was there for that, you know, to portray that part of his life. Yeah. And, and Gazala, I mean, I love what you were talking about at the beginning in terms of the, the framing and how you've used the camera, um, you know, and thinking back to the opening shots, when we first go into the house with Wilson, we don't see everything completely because he doesn't see everything completely. So you're using reflections and kind of just seeing a character from behind in a lot of instances and you carry that throughout. Um, and so how did you kind of set about always making sure that you were creating that very what he sees that also adds i think to, we, we were talking about before that you know having testing the two characters at the end who wilson deals with having thomas Kretschmann and sabella play it two two actors in it which was a testament to him because they're both individual terrific actors but they did this part i mean they're not speaking part but they came in and created a whole other world in that last scene, which makes that last scene believable. When normally it would have been just maybe just like, oh, just get, it doesn't matter. We just need the two people. No, they, even in that brief space of time, created some people that you knew about or knew something about them before the denouement, which again is a testament to him as a director and the thought out about, you know, uh, the, the way a film should be. Because we know that's what it is. If you don't care about people, that's it, no matter all the homework you've done. But you have to invest, and you also have to invest. You can't assume that people automatically identify with characters. You have to give them their full weight. Or sometimes it's just a brief, it's the way you do it. And he has the ability to do that as a filmmaker. Knowing that the film was going to end there, it was helping me to do it at the beginning. You know, knowing where I'm going, uh, so I I I normally love to repeat shots because I think it's a way for the audience to understand the game. You know, and you're doing it for a reason, so that's why the beginning and the end it's it's similar. But also, I wanted to create this situation where Wilson sneaks inside the house and it's like a choreography, like a dance until the moment he hears something and then he disappears and he becomes a ghost. And then he just see glimpses of what's happening. You you become Wilson inside the house. And then you see him again when he gets out of outside of the house. But I needed that moment because that's you're you're not gonna see the house until the very end again. So you need to understand the the, the architecture of the house. No, it's, it's such a great description of the idea that he kind of comes and goes like a ghost that you're not sure if you ever saw him. And I mean, Ian, what, what goes into playing a character where you're kind of in essence trying to always just blend into the background and, you know, carry out a lot of characteristics where he's never making himself noticeable to people around him? He, he you know, it's when he first get when he, when he, arrives on the island and the, the intel is wrong and he says, says, come back. And he goes, no, I, I liked it here. I mean, the film is then irrevocably on course for 
what happens, but it's the way it happens. And we'll see as though long he's like, he, as I said, he commits his cardinal rule. He goes, you know, he goes back, he finds the out, he drives there, he drives and he goes to the bar for a drink that night, thinking, I'll be over the next day. Then he sees the ship. And then he gets delayed again and he gets involved and he talks to her. And it's like, without even realizing, he's drawn himself into something that he no normally wouldn't do. That's all. Life can happen. Life takes twists. It's actually how Characters would never do that. People, human beings, fuck up all the time. Not necessarily deliberately, but 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 for, for good, for maybe good reasons. But that happens to him, and it's like, oh, God, what have I... But he doesn't have that. He's then set on course that will take place. And he doesn't second-guess until until the scene with Gloria, perhaps, when he starts to realize. But then it's a denouement of the movie, and the movie takes his natural course. And Because movies are two hours of, you know, surpri a surprise in the darkness. I mean, that's what's wonderful about them. You know, we never know what you'll get, the emotions you'll get. You One know? of the things I like... Oh of the character of what you were saying is that um, when he decides to stay on the island, then he doesn't need to hide anymore. No. But he he's not buying himself a new outfit or anything like that. He's being the same one, wearing the dark shirt and everything, but nobody cares. Everybody is on holiday. Nobody cares. He just walk around and being himself. He, he, well, a, no, nobody notices anything. Yeah. You know that. No, only I, I mean I do. I often because that's what I do for a living. Yeah. But the amount of people that don't, they don't see anything. They'll look up. They'll, they're too concentrated on their own lives. On their own holiday. On their own holiday. But absolutely. So you know. And and Gonzalo, I also wanted to ask about just some of the details that you created to make sure that we fully believe and buy into Wilson's character to his kind of history from the very beginning. It's things like watching him drive off road and leave the car somewhere else when he gets to the hotel. The fact that he doesn't have changes of clothes at the beginning. He has one thing to put in the closet because he wasn't planning to stay. Um, and so for you, what were some of the important details like that that you wanted to make sure to include on screen for audiences? Well, I mean, I have to say that most of those details are because my friend here, Mr. McShane, is really, really accurate with details and props and things like that. He understands his character and then he brings a lot of those things to the table. But I was more, I mean, I love those things because he tells a lot of the character, you know, the fact that he buys a new great shirt you know, and then you see it how he hangs it there and the fact that you see him ironing his... But I, one of the things that I love is when I see him speaking in Spanish, listening to the radio and, and saying things about the Canarian Islands, beautiful. For me, that's that's what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to be with him by myself because normally there's someone there, he has to pretend or act differently with Max or with Nora, but being with him in the car, just listening to some music or some radio, and I can witness how he is for real. And he's a human being, he's a normal, like saying, beautiful island. I love it here. And that I think that's the fastest way to connect with him and his humanity. Well, I think you, you've both done a wonderful job in how you've told this story. And it's it's such a fascinating character to get to spend time with on screen. So thank you so much to both of you for talking about this and congratulations on the film.
Thank you very much. Thank you.